0: The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. This morning I'm talking about restoring full dignity and service. Restoring full dignity and service. The the, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Now, why do I bring out this scripture? If we go back to Genesis chapter 1, where all things begin. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and verse 27. It reads, that God said, let us make man in our image, in our own image, after our likeness. Let them have, let them, not one, let them all, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the earth, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, he, him, him. Male and female created he them. So God from the very beginning created man in his own image. And he placed man on the earth to have authority over the things that are on the earth. What we do not see here is another man having authority over another man, like dominion, suppression. But God made man to have rule over all the earth and everything he has created. Man to be in charge, man to be in control. Hello? Hello? Man, let's, let's put it this way. Psalm 115 verse 66 says that, you know, the heaven of heaven belongs to the Lord, but the earth has he given to the sons of men. So that man will live on the earth, man will, man will tend the earth, man will manifest God's glory here on this earth. God wanted his will, his principles to the earth. Like, like, like the Old Testament says, that the knowledge of the glory of God shall fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. That God's knowledge, God's wisdom, God's rule, God's good intentions, God's good mind, God's love, God's purity will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's God's intention. But, unfortunately, something happens in the garden. The devil comes in the form of a serpent and deceives the man. And since that time, this evil has continued. Since that time, The devil has continued to, through through deception, continue to destroy human lives. Here in Mark chapter 5, from the verse 1, it reads, "And And they came over to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes, And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. And see what was happening here. Who had his dwelling among the tombs? And no man could bind him, not with chains. Because he had often been bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broke it in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs. The the tombs for your for your information. It's not like a tomb raider, you know that it's it's it is it is where dead people are buried. So basically, he was living where dead people are buried. Today you call it cemetery. That was where this man was living crying not just that crying and cutting himself with what stones so this man will take stone and cut himself and then he'll be crying in pain So ever since man got deceived in the garden evil spirits have continued to deceive man. And so man has been living in man has been living uh, human, human lives are being ruined continually through the deception of the enemy of Satan. People, through deception of unclean or, um, I am talking about evil spirits, unclean or evil spirits, taking all kinds of drugs, drinking themselves to a point where they they, they are no longer in control of their minds, taking all kinds of things in their bodies, that their human lives are ruined that a man is no longer in the form that God created him to be. Because God made man in his image and in his likeness. But man, through the working of unclean and evil spirits, like this man we see here, is now living in the cemetery. That's his, that's his resting place now. He says night and day. So in the night he sleeps there. In the day he is there. That is his abode. What we're talking about here is not a strange thing. In Mark 1 20, 23, Luke 16.11 and 16. It's the same thing. That evil spirits have bound other people. Let me read that Luke 16. Yes, Christ said. Sorry, Luke, Luke thirteen. Listen to Jesus. Verse, look, th- uh, look, Luke, Luke, Luke thirteen, please, verse eleven. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years and was bowed and was bowed t- together and could in no rise, lift herself up. God did not create her like that. And under verse 15, the Lord answered him and said, thou hypocrite, does not, does not each one of you on, your sabbath, on, your, on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the store and lead him away to watering? And, watch this, and ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound Behold, these 18 years be loosed f- from this bond on the Sabbath day. And guess what? This woman has been set free on a Sabbath day, and some people are angry that it shouldn't have been. Imagine you are very ill and you got healed probably in a church on a Wednesday. And someone says, "No, it has to be on a Sunday. No, Wednesday is it's wrong. Let's reverse this sickness." What would you be saying to yourself or, or, or to that individual? Yeah. You something ain't right. Similarly, in Mark one twenty-three, the same thing. He mentions an, another person being bound by an unclean or evil spirits. See, so since this time that they came in, that man opened the door to be deceived by Satan, he continues to ruin human lives. And this man was sleeping where dead people are, where dead people are buried, that was his place. God did not create human lives that they will be sleeping where dead people are. Dead are dead, they are gone. Unfortunately, today, unfortunately, today. Some people see it as a source of power or strength to be engaging with the dead. And people will actually go to people who can call up dead people. I call up your dead mother. And I call up your dead sister. If, he, if she or she is dead, let them die. And they see they they see it as you know an advancement. He can call the dead. No, it is not an advancement. It is degradation. It is degradation for a human being to be contacting the dead for answers. It is human degradation. Because God made us in his image. If there's anyone to contact, it is the Holy Spirit. That's right. Holy Spirit. That's right. speak it. Whose fruits are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, yes. meekness, and self-control. Engage with the Holy Spirit rather. It is no honor, it's no dignity, it's no improvement to be able to contact the dead. It is no improvement, it is degradation. But unfortunately today, people will bypass the house of God and they will go and sit in a place where somebody, I've seen your dead father coming up. You didn't see anything, but you saw a demon. Yeah, that's right. yeah. that's it's a demon. That's right. It is engagement with demons and evil spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Last week I was speaking to a man. He said someone took him somewhere. He didn't really want to go because he doesn't, doesn't believe in it. But here comes this person telling him, uh, Your. I've seen your father, um, he died yesterday, and then, and the guy said, now I know you are a liar. My dad died about 25 years ago. How did he die just yesterday? He said, I'm out of here, and he walked out. And that's what they need. But gullible people, just sit there. Look at your palm, and I'll tell you, mm, your palm looks like this. God made us spirit, soul, body. With our spirit, we contact God. With his body, we touch earth. We are to commune with him and influence the earth. Not dead things. It is not an improvement. Not an achievement. Not an advancement in human life to be able to contact dead things. It's wrong. God have mercy. But see, this word, this man, but this man was under the influence of these unclean, evil spirits. They've ruined his life. No longer, you see, they put chains on his hands. Chains he's he's not supposed to be able to break, he breaks them. Why? Because they give him that power. They put feathers on his feet. He breaks them in pieces as well. So no one could tame him. He was like unconquerable. Though no, he felt mighty. He, he felt powerful, but ruined. Lost his senses. Living in the cemetery. Cutting himself at night. Can you imagine? And, and there are people today who are punching themselves with needles and all kinds of things. Piercing themselves. There was a lady I knew some time ago, you know, she, she would just, they call it self-harm. They, they harm themselves. They take knives and then they cut themselves. Why do you do that? I don't know. They cut themselves. Destroy themselves. That is a ruining of life. It is the work of unclean and evil spirits, the Bible tells us. That's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. But the good news is this, this this morning is that Christ Jesus stepped into the scene. He stepped into the scene. The Bible says in Luke, uh, sorry, in Mark chapter 5. Back, back to Mark chapter 5 again, please. Back to Mark 5. In Mark 5, it says. When he saw Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. When a man whose mind has been taken over by unclean spirit saw Jesus, he ran and knelt at his feet. That it was that the demons recognized him. So they ran and knelt down because he is God. And they know their place, they passed. And Christ said, "Come out of him, come out." And then he begged and said, "You know what? Please don't torment us." And verse seven, and cried with a loud voice and said, "What about to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, look, look at them, that thou torment me not." For he, for he said unto him, come out, of, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. So it is because Christ has told him to come out, he has said, please, don't torment me. Lead me here. And then he said, what, what, is, your, what is your name? So the story goes on. But at the end of the day, the point is this. Christ commanded spirit out of the man. I know that the, the, the spirit goes to the pigs and all that story. I'm not into that. I'm not talking about that this morning. My emphasis this morning is the fact that he restored the man back to full dignity and see him that was possessed with the devil and had a legion sitting one clothed two. And in his right mind. That means the man was not clothed. He wasn't clothed. That is a ruining of human dignity. God did not create him to be like that. You see, So, before I continue on, while this man saw Jesus, ran to him, and the spirit was cast cast out, that you might think that they were the only people who were influenced by unclean spirits, but there were two people, there were two groups. It wasn't just this man, and I'm not talking about Matthew's account. I'm talking about this. The same account. There was another group that was influenced by this, these unclean spirits, but in a different way. It was the people in the city and the people in the farms. When they were informed and they came, what did they do? They told Jesus, "Please leave. Go from from here." Would you not have been glad to say, Jesus, should we build a house for you so you will stay here so we never have these things anymore? Because if they come, you throw them out? No, they said go, leave. Why? Because they possibly were afraid they would lose, their, they would lose more business. But more importantly, they too were influenced by the same unclean spirit they were under deception they've been lied to they saw the man as dangerous the man to them was dangerous but for Jesus to be able to make him what he is then he must be more dangerous than him so we don't want you go Who did they drive away? They drove away the light of life. They drove away the truth. They drove away God. They drove away their, their creator. They drove away the son of the living God. They drove him away. You see, let me bring this thing home. A person who, whose mind has been completely destroyed by unclean spirits. He came and he nailed them. But these people who can still use their mind, they can tell where they are, they can dress up, they can decide what food they eat. They have sense enough to say, I will not cut myself with this stone, it will hurt me. I won't do they have the sense. When these lives are de- when these minds are deceived by Satan, they are more dangerous. This is what Paul meant in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If our gospel be hid. It is hid from those whose mind has been blinded by Satan. Now, listen to this in, in context. Second Corinthians four in context. Listen. He says. He says this. Second Corinthians four, please. Therefore, seeing we have the, we have this ministry, we have it right. We have received mercy. So we, faint. we don't faint, we carry on doing it with full strength, number one. Number two, and, but, but we have also renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness. We are not handling the word of God deceitfully, we are not. We are being very honest with the word of God. We are being very plain with the word of God. We are being very truthful with the word of God. We are declaring the word of God as it ought to be declared. And we are living it as it ought to be lived. Sorry. Back there again. Verse 2. By manifestation of a truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now verse 3. But if but so for so after all this, after all that we are doing, if the word if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Who are those people? Verse 4, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. Oftentimes you live the word. You preach the truth. And some people make up their mind they will not listen. And you see, you tend to discredit yourself, thinking that there's no power in you, thinking that there's no. No, 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 no. Once you preach the word, lead the word, preach the responsibility now lies upon them because their minds can understand, their, their ears can hear, they can make sense of things. But they are refusing to believe the truth and hold on to lies. Paul says, if it is hid, it is hid to these people. He's not saying it is hit. So let's do something about. It. No, he said it's, it is clear. You've got your mind. You can understand. If I tell you move from here to the next town, you can drive sanely and go there. Why is it that when truth is placed before you, you refuse the truth and hold on to lies? And there are many people I, I tell you in this in this category. Yeah. Many, yeah. many. And unfortunately some also sit in churches. They hold on to lies and no matter how the truth comes, they don't open up to it. But you see, lies can only be conquered with truth. But there are some people whose lives have been ruined, like this man, their lives have been ruined they're not even in control of what's happened to them. They don't even know where they are. Their lives are room by unclean spirits. They're destroying themselves. He says, I have come that I might restore these people. So here he comes. And did you know that Christ came purposely for this man? If you go to chapter 4, verse 35, He told told the disciples, let's go to the other side. So he deliberately came there. So chapter 4, verse 35. And the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And then verse 36 says, so they got, and when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also other ships with him. This is where he sleeps. And there's so much trouble because he was going there. He was on a kingdom assignment, so there was so much uh, thing on the sea. He woke up and said, "Hey, shush! Be quiet. I'm going to the other side." The other side. He shows the wind and he shows the that I have power over the elements of the air, of the earth, and the sea. And he gets here, and he meets the person he came for, this individual. And guess what? This man is a Gentile living in a Gentile territory. That means that what he came to do, he was not, it was not just something for covenant people, but for every human being on earth. He came on a kingdom assignment that every human being, the calling, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If God made a man to have full dignity and work on the earth, that is what it should be. Hallelujah. So he came to call this man back to his full dignity. And the Bible says when he was when he was through with him, he was sitting down, clothed in his right mind. Perfect, sane, proper. Perfect and sane. The man was restored. That is what the kingdom of God brings to humanity. This is the kingdom assignment. And the king here was showing us and leading us to this is what must happen hallelujah This is what must happen And before I tell you something else Let me say this When the people asked him to go out of the town out of go back where he came from Did he resist? No! It was their own responsibility. They rejected Christ. Later on, he will say, If you go into a town and they reject you, don't fight them. Just shake the dust off your feet and go away. It will be against them. You see, so don't be discouraged. Don't discredit yourself when people who seem to have their minds active reject the words. And then sometimes it makes us think that no, maybe there's something wrong with our Christianity. There is nothing wrong with your Christianity unless, unless you are the kind that doesn't want to extend a hand to help anybody. Then that's wrong. But listen to this. The man now says, Jesus, I'll go with you. Come with me to the verse 17. Is it verse 17? Okay, verse 18. verse verse 18. The man now says, Jesus, I want to go with you. And then Jesus Christ says what? No. Hello. What does he say? No. You're not going with me. You're not going with me. I'm not being allowed here. You've got a job to do. Hallelujah. You've got a job to do. He says, how be it? He said, but say unto him, go home. Somebody say, go home. Go he home. You see, go home to who? To thy friends. That means go back. Go back. I met you here, but go back into the town. Go in there, hallelujah. I've taken you from the cemetery. I've cleansed you. I've restored you. Now I'm taking you back into society. Go home to thy friends. This is what the kingdom of God does. It takes people who are out of society. People who have lost it. People who have lost their chance in society. The kingdom of God doesn't blame them. The kingdom of God doesn't despise them. Doesn't reject them. The kingdom of God brings them to full dignity. And puts them back to useful service. says, now go back into home to thy friends. And tell them how great thing the Lord has done for thee and has had compassion or love unto thee go and tell God's love now this man has not had training for two years this man has not had training for one year the same day the same day how long have you been born again let me ask you and have you been sitting on your leaves you've been born again for donkey years matricular years It's time to rise up. This man, the very first day, was sent back to useful service. So what am I saying? Christ Jesus has the power to restore human lives that have been ruined by unclean spirit to full dignity and service. He restores human lives that have been ruined by unclean spirit to full dignity and service. Amen. And this is where you and me come in. This is where we come in. Luke 10:19. He said, I have given unto you power over serpents and scorpions to tread over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10:19, please. Behold. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So the power of the enemy is under your feet. He said none of these shall hurt you. That is his word. It will not hurt you. Let this thing get into your blood. Let it enter your cell. Let it enter into, it like you eat? Let it enter your villi. And get into your whole being. And be consumed by this truth. That no power of the enemy shall hurt me. And he said, as the Father has sent me, so send are you. Christians, hello? Christians, we are the official representatives of Christ. Here on this earth to restore human lives that have been ruined by unclean spirit to full dignity and service. It's our task. It's our responsibility now. If you are hearing me today and you are a Christian, I've come to declare to you, this is your responsibility. And it's my responsibility too. life that have been ruined by unclean spirits. We're not just to just pass by them. We're not just to just pass by them. We're not to be so busy. We are to be about the kingdom task. You may be involved in computing. You may become involved in teaching. Maybe involved in cooking. Maybe involved in, I mean, you are in different spheres of life, but the kingdom work must be done. The kingdom work of restoring human lives that have been ruined by unclean spirit, to full dignity. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, pray for them. Now you see, this man, after Christ casted the devil, this man had already, already had his vocabulary. This man already knew how to speak. So Christ said, go and tell but there are some of these people, they didn't even have any education before they got messed up. Take them, restore them, but to put them to full service, they will need to be retrained, trained, trained. Our job is big. Our task as a church, as Christians is big, as kingdom people. How many Christians are in this room? Hallelujah. I'm in the right place. I'm talking to Christians now. Praise God. Our task is big. Our task is great. It's about the kingdom. There are many lives that are ruined and we can see them. Our task is not just to pass by them. Our task is to restore them to full dignity God has given us this ministry God has given us this task to do this is our task this is our task this is our task restore people to full dignity and to service so some of them we need to find ways of helping them train. They may be 20, they may be 16. There must be a way of teaching them how to read and how to write, how to do maths, how to do some things so they can be put back in the society to work, to be useful. The whole point is that God made man, that man will be useful here on this earth, but these lives are ruined. And our task, as born-again believers, is to rise up in the power of our Christ. Rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit. Rise up in the power of our God. And bring these people back to their human dignity. Where they have their minds back intact. Where they put clothes on well. Stop stabbing themselves. Saw a man yesterday, a picture I saw. He had, you know, metals going through his eyelids. Some going through his mouth. Some going through his nose. And, and people are watching him. and I'm for, Why? Why? God made us for something greater. God made us to be useful here on this earth. Hello. Oh, demons have done that. He said, I've given you power over all these spirits. Let's believe him. Hallelujah. Let's take on the responsibility. You see, until you step out, you will not see the power of God that's madly at work within you. Until those four lepers they were thrown out of the camp of Israel. They said, if we stay here, we die. We go forward, the enemy might get us. But you see, let's go forward. But Benjamin, i foot before we die. And as they step out to go, step one, step two, step three, the Bible says that the enemy heard Every step they took, the enemy heard the sound of a mighty army coming against them. So they ran away and left all their food and all their goodies. So when the four lepers got there, they thought it was a trick. But actually, no, it was God who has magnified himself. Until you rise up, until you make a move. You will not know what the Spirit of God has been cooking in you all these years. I've come to challenge you. I've come to stir you up. You've been sitting down all these years, listening and listening and listening and listening and putting good word in you, good word in you, and praying and putting good word in you. It's now time to step out and let the power of God inside of you begin to touch lives. Let's sit down no more. Let's be out there, restoring human lives to dignity and full service. Let's step out and make a great difference in the lives of people who's, in the lives of people who have been ruined, their lives are ruined. Let's step out and change situations. Let's bring honor and glory to God's kingdom. Let's, 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 let's step out and extend the kingdom of God. Let's step out and make some lives, hallelujah. Come back to full dignity and service. Some lives are waiting, hallelujah. Why should God hear you when you pray for the food, for the car, for the house, for the money, for the safety? Why should God hear you? Because you are up and about thinking about his business and his kingdom. because he said, seek ye first my kingdom and righteousness and all these things have been added unto you. This is the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom of God. To seek that human lives are restored to full dignity and service. The lives that are destroyed, are restored to full service. That is, the, that is the kingdom of God. If your mind is any other, don't even bother saying, "God, give me this God. What should I give you? What should I give you? God, I need, I need, I need more money. My money should go up. God increase my pay. Why should I increase it? What, what for? And you are not thinking about those ruined lives that must be restored. What are we doing, church? This is our responsibility. Let's rise. Let's rise. Let's rise. Jesus is sitting, waiting for us to do the work. He's done that, he's, he's taken the, the, the lead, giving us the power, living in us by the Holy Ghost. All we need to do let you rise. He told the disciples, "Occupy till I come. Occupy, get busy. Occupy with what? Occupy yourselves with a kingdom task. And what are the task of the kingdom? It is going to where those ruined lives are, and restoring them to dignity and service. That is it. That is it. That's our task." God bless you. This morning, before we bring our broadcast to a close, I want you to know one thing that Jesus Christ came to seek and to say that which was lost. Maybe you are saying. I don't think I even know him. I don't think, I'm not a Christian. I don't know God. But I understand. I know I am not where I'm supposed to be. But today I want to be. I want to be part of the people that Christ is commissioned, is empowered to restore human lives. To its full dignity and service. I want to be one of those people. I want to be part of it. I've come to tell you that you need your life to be in his hands, first of all. You are not born again. You want to talk to him and say, Lord God, I surrender this life unto you. Come and live on the inside of me. As you restore this man to full dignity, Lord, restore me too, that I may be useful. I may be a useful human being for God who's calling whose gifts and callings are by repentance made me and I'll be useful here on this earth that I'll be of, I'll, I'll be of service here on this earth you are in this room maybe all your years as a Christian you've been told Christianity is just about you just hear God's Word so that you just become prosperous become rich and you have no trouble That your cars will not break down, that your you know, your house your house rent will be paid on time all the time. Maybe maybe that's all that that's all you understand of of Christianity. But today I want you to understand. It's about rolling your sleeve, getting in the ship, going to the other side to restore to those whose lives are ruined to full dignity and service. That means you if you're you're a Christian. You should be about serving. You should be about serving mankind. Serving. Being of service. Not just to yourself. Not just to your one child, one wife. But serving the bigger community. If that's your mind, if that's your heart, lift your voice and begin to pray to God and say, God, help me. Maybe my my mind has been otherwise, but today God help me. Maybe we've told ourselves we are too busy we can't help with this we can't help with that and then meanwhile God is saying well this is this this is ministry if you're not ready for it then I don't know what else you want but there's ministry thank you father for for hearing us in the name of Jesus amen